Hey friends, you're listening to a new episode of A's Thoughts, where we talk about the deep conversations and thoughts that I've had with myself, friends, family members, and even strangers. You'll get to talk to me, Ayana, your host, and some amazing guests on things that may challenge you, change your perspective, and encourage you throughout any season of life. We are so excited to be on this journey with you guys, and we hope that you enjoy this week's episode. Hi, friends. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Ace Thoughts. I hope that you guys are enjoying this as much as I am. I really am here loving it. It has been um, one of my favorite things to do, um, being able to share my thoughts on things in a way that I didn't necessarily ever think that I would, uh, being able to encourage people, help people, um, being able to give people a platform to share their thoughts, their stories, their experiences has really um, been amazing. So I just wanted to say that. Um, if you hear a dog yo, a dog in the background, I am dog sitting Mr. Nugget Smith of the House of Smiths, first of his name. A little Game of Thrones action there. Um, <laughs> um, I'm dog sitting, dog sitting Nugget. Um, which has been really fun and interesting at the same time. So if you hear a doggy in the background, that is who it is, um, which makes it more authentic, right? If we ever feel that like we're sitting at a coffee table chit-chatting or I'm sitting with you on the couch or in your car, wherever you may be listening, um, yeah, maybe that's it. And so I'm really excited. Sorry. Anyways, it makes the atmosphere feel more real because if you had a dog or I had a dog, they'd be barking in the background anyways. But he's been pretty chillax so far, so I think we should be good. But in case, don't get scared and be like, what was that? Yes, it was a dog in the background. Yes, it is Nugget, and we love him all the same. Okay, so today's topic is something that I'm really excited about. Um, It is one of my two favorite things to talk about. My two favorite things to talk about are perspective and willingness. Um, today's topic is willingness. Um, willingness has been, um, to date, the biggest lesson I had to learn, which we're going to go a little bit into that story today. Um, if you have watched PSL or listened to the Power Speaks Louder podcast, that's what PSL is, Power Speaks Louder. If you listen to their podcast, then um, we've talked about willingness there. And it's amazing. And I got to talk with B, and she was um, B Hunter, the founder of Power Speaks Louder, and she was in the middle of this with me. So it was nice to be able to debrief it with her. And so I'm going to talk about it here because um, I kind of needed a reminder of it, um, which is why I have it tattooed on my arm um, for it to be a reminder for me. Um, but maybe it can encourage you. Maybe it can inspire you. I don't know. Or maybe it's something you never thought about before. So maybe it'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited about it. Um, it's just me today. Oh, before I go on, didn't we love last podcast episode with the first guest and I read? It was a long one. Don't get me wrong. It was a long one. And anytime I have a guest, it probably will be a long one because, you know, I love to chit chat. Um, but I just think. It was so good. It was so good. I had so many nuggets. It was just 
chef's kiss. Loved it. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much. I hope you were encouraged, um, felt seen or heard or not alone. Um, and I just hope it benefited you in some aspect, or maybe it was just nice to get a different perspective, um, than you heard before. <laughs> so today we're talking about my journey to understanding willingness. Um, I'm going to start at the beginning in about 2020. Um, I, you know, had moved back home. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, did I say move back home? Sorry, not move back home. <laughs> I'm still in California. Home would be Colorado, so that doesn't make any sense. But I think I had just came back from like visiting my family or something. And I was at home and, um, throughout my entire childhood, really, I didn't necessarily feel gifted in certain areas. I struggled with the idea of like, what's the one thing I'm good at, right? My brother's very athletic. Um, my brother Chadell is a stellar, like all-star. Any sport you put him in, he would succeed in. So like athletics was his thing. Um, my sister is gorgeous, could be, should be, not could be, should be a model. Um, she is talented with makeup and hair. Um, she is kind and stellar and loves people. And she too is also, also athletic and played football. Um, my youngest brother is the, uh, <laughs> my youngest brother is so, he's a giant teddy bear. I love Jojo. Um, if you're listening to this, I love you. I love you so much. Um, he was one of the funniest, funnest players. It warmed my heart watching him play football um, because he would be the one up um, in the field after a good play or after everything, a bad play, good play, whatever, being there to pump up the team on the field as he's like getting ready for the next play to be called. He's celebrating with them. If there's anybody who held excitement for the team and encouragement for the team, it was my brother, Joseph. And I loved um, watching that. So he was also very athletic and all of that. Um, and I, um, you know, <laughs> I just wasn't necessarily that. I had tried out for track, made the C team. Um, I was a cheerleader, but I didn't necessarily blend in with the rest of the cheerleaders. I did arts, but wasn't that good at art. I was in choir, but that was a whole, you know, they, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we all know how that goes, right? Anyways. Um, so I had just came home and I just had this open, um, sore. I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure where it just came from, but out of nowhere, I was really just trying to find hone in. Okay. What's the one thing I'm good at? What's the one thing that I can hone in and like really excel in, learn the craft better, um, like give it to Jesus. However, like what's my one thing that I can hone into? And, um, I was at, I had been at Power Speaks Louder for at least a year now, right? And B would just keep telling me, like, your willingness is so, like, amazing. Like, your gift is willingness. And to be honest, it used to anger me. 
I like while she was looking at me, I was like, oh, thank you. And I would go home and be so angry. Like what kind of gift is willingness? What kind of gift is willingness? Like you have people out here who are gifted in arts, who are gifted in technology, who are gifted at singing, who are gifted in all of these different ways. And you're going to tell me that my gift is willingness. And I would be so upset. And I remember she said it to me one day and I just had a break and I went home um, in the kitchen with Candace. And I think, I think everybody was asleep. Jordan, we had been at work again, Jordan and Candace, they're my godson's parents. Um, and the boys may have been asleep and Candace was just talking to me. And I, when I tell you I blew up, I still apologize to Candace for this day about how I, um, blew up because I was so upset. I'm like crying and yelling and I'm just like, what am I good at? Like, I remember standing in the kitchen crying and being so angry. Like, I just want to know what I'm good at. I said, nobody wants to hear that their gift is willingness, that they're good at being willing. I was like, that sounds like a pushover. Like, that sounds like somebody who's just getting walked all over, who can't say no, who yada yada, like all of these things, like who wants that? I said, that's not a gift. You're telling me I'm a pushover. And Candace, poor Candace is like trying to console me. And she's like, you're good at a lot of things. And then I was just like, like what? Name them. And I'm like taking out all of my frustrations on her and I'm just like I'm not good at anything like you're just telling me that I'm a pushover that like I'll say yes to anything there's no no in it like um I'm just giftless like I'm giftless I was like I had been praying that Jesus would tell me his gift and I'm just giftless and I'm like going on and on and I remember ending that night not there was no high note of that ending it just stopped and I said, I think I'm going to go to bed. And I went to my room and I just prayed. And I was just like, God, what is my gift? What is it? Because it can't be willingness. It can't be willingness because I remember growing up and people telling me, you're such a people pleaser. You're such a pushover. You don't know how to say no to people. You don't know how to stand up for yourself. You're always doing things for other people. Like, what about your dreams? Yada, yada. And hearing that my gift um, was willingness really pushed me over. And it took me back to like the little girl who was always helping people and didn't say no to people because I loved helping people and got told that I, I was a pushover or a people pleaser and all of these things. So it really, um, struck a chord and I don't I didn't end that note with Candace in the kitchen on a happy note I was just like whatever and Candace is like I feel I remember looking at Candace I can laugh now because it's over but I remember looking at Candace's face and after when I was like okay I'm done venting I was like thank you for letting me vent I think I'm gonna go to bed she's like you are good at a lot of things and she hugged me and I could tell on her face that she wanted to give me more of an answer, um, but she just didn't have it. And um, I don't think I don't think there was anything she could have said in that moment that would have made me feel any better. I really don't. Um, so I went to bed and I wrestled with it silently from that point on. I didn't talk to anybody about it for an entire year. I wrestled with this idea of what is willingness? Can willingness be um, my gift? Is it my gift? What, like, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't make any sense. 
am I just a pushover? Are people just telling me that my gift is willingness because like they just want to use me? Like, what is this? Um, what What is it? Um, so I, I looked up the definition of um, willingness and the definition of willingness is the quality or state of being prepared to do something. It's the readiness, uh, the preparedness, the disposition, the will, the wish, the desire, all of these different words um, to do it. And and after I looked at that definition, it didn't help either. So I silently rest, wrestled with it for a lot more. And then um, while wrestling with it, I'm still working at PSL and B's still like, you're so willing, um, blah, blah, blah. And it would just trigger me right into this angered spirit and it started to, it some at the beginning, I would only get triggered when she would say it and I would go home and like cry about it. And then it transferred over into me not even wanting to go to PSL and getting ready to go to PSL and having an attitude until I got there and then, you know, um, started working and then my attitude would drop. But I'm like, oh, here goes my willingness. I'm just showing up because I don't know how to say no to people. And I don't believe myself to follow my own dreams. And I've got to push everybody to theirs and yada, yada, X, Y, Z. And um, I really just, man, I low key, not low key, high key became um, such a bitter person. And like, I remember just saying that like on the way over there, like, oh, here I go. Here's my willingness just going over there to do this and yada, yada. And it was so um, uncalled for. I had a nasty attitude. My heart was bitter. And I really just let the enemy take over in that area, which began to sprawl out to every other area because I didn't want to help people at that point because I was like, oh, every time I was like, oh, here we go. I'm willing again, blah, blah, blah. And so um, I just remember being like, I don't like being like this. I don't like being in my brain about this. And my thing is my emotions are all over my face. So if you see it in my face, most likely there's something going on in my brain to make me feel that way. I don't hide emotions very well. <laughs> Shocker. Oh, there it goes, Nugget. Shocker. It's okay, Nugget. Um, I don't hide it. Yeah, so I don't hide my emotions very well. And um, while I'm like out here trying to do good works and um, vol volunteering and working at PSL and doing um, whatever help they need there, every time I would go this, we talk about it in, in their podcast, but I'll just e um, say it again here and kind of go into more depth. I got this C and the enemy had gotten so deep in my brain to just be like, see, here goes your willingness again. Here goes your people pleasing again. Here goes you being a doormat. Anytime somebody would ask me something and I'd be like, oh yeah, I can do that. Oh, see, here's you being a people pleaser. Here's you being a doormat. When are you ever going to say no? This was your chance to say no. When are you ever going to say it? And it began to really just eat at me. My focus, my perspective became see, see. And this lie or this thought process that uh, willingness was my gift because I didn't actually have a gift. Um, the lie that willingness was my gift because I'm just a people pleaser slowly became more truth to me. It wasn't a lie because my focus was on this C, 
anytime Candace was like, hey, can you watch the boys while I go to the store? Yeah, I can. See? Here goes your people pleasing. When will you learn to say no? This is the only thing that you're good at is saying yes. This is the only thing that you're good at is helping people. When are you going to reach your dreams? What is your dream? Do you have one? No, because you're focusing on everybody else's. And it would be like that day after day for an entire year. And when I tell you it was intense and many nights would have me in tears and frustrated and my demeanor began to change and everything was just terrible. There wasn't a lot of things that were fun for me anymore. Um, My focus, my perspective, anywhere the enemy would find it another way to try and confirm this. I'm air quoting truths because it's not actual truth. But in that moment, I was like, okay, I was created not with a purpose, not with a gift, um, but to be somebody's step stool to help them get where they need to be to reach their gifts or their calling. And that's, that's what mine is. I don't actually have a calling, but um, I'm just here to push somebody onto the next level, be their starting helper, their cheerleader. And that is what I began to heavily believe. Um, I didn't get it. I was in the middle of getting my bachelor's in business management. And I was just like, well, I can use this somewhere else. I can use it to be an admin for Power Speaks Louder. I could use this X, Y, and Z and all of these things other than the original intent of why I I was going to get it. And um, it really, looking back at who I was in that moment, hurts my heart. And if you are somebody who is in that moment, please come find me and talk to me because my heart hurts for you Um, because it's not true. It's not true. And it is such a lie from the enemy that he is trying to like nail down to your brain. And um, it's just not true. Um. Okay, let me, before I go down this rabbit hole, let me finish the story. And then we can go down this rabbit hole. Um, But yeah, so I went through that for a whole year. And then we started street outreach, which is where we go around in an SUV and pass out these bags um, that has um, a lunch in them, snacks, waters, juice, um, some toiletry items. And we were in the middle of a pandemic, so we would have like masks and hand sanitizers and those type of things. Because during the pandemic, the um, people, I like to call them people without homes, um, houses, they were the ones who suffered the most because they didn't have access to hand sanitizer and the mask to stay safe in those different um, types of environments. So we provided that for them. and we, at the time, I think we were doing like 60 to 65 bags. Now um, there's a lot more, but that's what we were doing then. And um, we would go out every Saturday, every other Saturday, and just pass them out. And um, I remember <clears throat> when she first called me, I would be downstairs putting these bags together. And I would just be like, see, here we go. 
I can't say no. So like, here's my willingness. And I'd get up the next morning and see. And this is when street outreach changed my life. <laughs> um, I had a come to Jesus moment, which I talk a little about in PSL's podcast, um, but I'm going to talk about it more now. <laughs> um, my C became differently. Um, when you're passing out these bags and, and when you've worked them from start to finish, so you've created the bags, um, you know how difficult it was to get everything to fit in there without breaking the bags. Um, you're searching for people. Um, there it was usually three, maybe four of us at times, and we're all looking out the window searching for people that are maybe in hiding. Um, a lot of people, individuals without homes, sleep during the daytime so they can ensure their safety during the night. So finding people who are sleeping um, behind buildings or are sitting in different places, we would search for people. Um, we took the time to know their names. Um, so if we had seen you a couple times, we're going to know your name and call you by your name. Hey, Angel, you know, we have this lunch for you or whoever they may be, we have this lunch for you and, and giving them the bag, meeting their expectations. They're expecting something and we were able to meet it. Seeing their face of getting this to them, what is a blessing? I mean, who knows when they would have had, you know, food or whatever, or just the ability to search for people, to chase people down. There was a point where I, we were on different roads and I had to cross this road to chase this lady to say, hey, I have this bag just for you and really emphasizing that this bag was made for you. Um, we took time to know their name. We made them, we searched for them. If there was anything that they needed and we had it, or if we didn't have it, we would go find it and bring it back to them. Like really being intentional about this. And um, it just, I think I had gone home or maybe it was when we were rounding up the day. I don't quite remember, but I just remember being like, do you see how you search for them? That you waited for them? That you, we would circle back around time and time again. Like I remember we had this one lady, um, Constant, who when we first started doing the homeless outreach, she would cuss us out anytime we asked her if she wanted a bag. But we would show, every Saturday we would do it and we saw Constance, Constance, you want a bag today? Constance, do you want a bag today? And after about the third or fourth time getting cussed out, she finally said yes. And you saw her entire demeanor change. Every time we would bring this bag to her, she would become a little bit more softer, a little bit more, you care about me enough to bring me this. You care about me enough to ask me time and time again, is this something that I needed? And, and um, Jesus is in all of his awesomeness. And I just remember Holy Spirit being like, do you, you see how, and I love that he used the same language that was like nailing this wannabe truth into my brain to take it out. So he would say, do you see how, um, ooh, sorry, I'm trying not to get too emotional and start crying. Do you see how, um, you search for people, how you would come back for people time and time again and, and wait for them to be prepared to accept your gift? Do you see how you called people by their names, how you cared for people enough to put these together and not just any type of matter, not thrown together, but in a presentable way for them? Do you see the way you felt when blessing them? Um, does your heart, you see how your heart breaks for them 
in different ways? Do you see how you would chase after them um, just to give them this gift? And um, he said, this is what Jesus does for us. That he knows you by name. He chases after you. Um, that he'll come around time and time again and until you're ready to let him into your heart. Um, that he has so many gifts for us that he's chasing us down and saying, this gift is for you. I have it. Will you just take it? And he said, Jesus is willing to do that for you. So how much more willing will you be to do that to other people? And I remember going home and crying again and having a paradigm shift in the way that I thought about willingness, in the way I thought about being willing to see other people's dreams um, excel, being willing to step in the trenches with people, to help people, um, being willing. I began to see willingness and the blessings that come with willingness. And I'm not talking about the physical blessings of like, oh, I'm gonna get more money or like all of these things keep popping in. I'm talking about the, the blessing of seeing people's lives change. That's what came from my willingness. And I see it to this day and there's so many examples of it, but because of my willingness, my willing, yes, yes, I'll help in this aspect. Yes, I will do this. I've been able to see people's lives been changed. I've been able to see people's perspectives about themselves be changed. I begin to say, no, I'm worth being cared about. People care about me. That was one of the biggest things I saw in the outreach is people without homes beginning to understand that, no, people are out here caring about me. People are out here are working their butts off to get me resources, to get me the things that I need. And although the lunch bag may not be what gets me off the street, they're working to help me to get there. They're working to get me the resources to get off. And I think that that's like literally has been my biggest gift. My biggest blessing is to see these in people. And it wasn't just in the homeless outreach. It was in every aspect of my life where I have been willing to step up um, and assist and help to take over whatever it may look at, wherever I'm willing to do something has been, I see the blessing very quickly. Um, for an example, um, at our church, we have the mid, Woo -woo. we love the mid, the midnight show with Troy Shadid. It's literally one of my favorite things. And I started serving a lot in kids, which, you know, I always do, but it came more consistent. And I was like, man, what can we do on Wednesdays? That's a little bit different. Um, a little bit more unique, a little bit more fun and not necessarily so structured, like on a Sunday where the kids can feel, you know, they can also learn something, whatever. So one day the kids asked to do like a dance competition and I was like, okay, sure. We usually, you know, let's do a dance con uh, competition. So we did the dance competition, and um, it was a lot of fun. We laughed. I They asked if there could be an award ceremony. I made, I tore some pieces of paper up and, like, very crappily wrote on there, like, best um, handstands or whatever they may have done, like, hair flips, whatever, um, and gave them out. And so the next Wednesday was coming up, and I said, no, let's take this to the next level, like, I we did a talent show. I made certificates. I um got together things and while they were going I tried to pinpoint I didn't want to do like um the certificate said like um 
award for participation in Miss A's um, talent show. And it had a space where I could write like best yada yada, whatever. And then I would sign it and whoever was helping me in the class, which I think that time was Nairi, she also signed it. And um, I wanted the awards to go to things that made them different, made them feel seen. And um, I remember doing them and we had some dancers, some singers, we had some actresses, um, some commercials, we had a news anchor. And I remember one of the students, we were making awards, right? I, me and Nairi were finishing up signing the rewards. I had already made them. And I remember going up there and I just remember him being like, I hope that there's an award for best news anchor. And I started laughing because that's what his was, right? Because, duh. And um, he was like, there probably won't be because that's not what people do at talent shows, but it'd be really nice if there was. And so I did like maybe two more people because I didn't want to make it too obvious. Gotta leave the suspense. And then I said, the best news anchor. And I said his name and he, the, the literally his face, the way it lit up, um, made my heart melt. So I said, okay, let's do some more. So the next Wednesday we did word affirmations with their names. I would take each, each square, they got to color a letter of their name. So for example, my name's Ayana, it'd be a very long sheet, but each letter, um, I got to color and then we wrote an affirmation with it attached to a Bible verse that like sinks in this affirmation, right? So for A, um, I don't know, what did we have for A? I don't know, for A, it was something, I have the paper somewhere, but it'd be too much to find it. We had quite a few, but I said something like, I am, um, oh my goodness, I don't remember. Anyways, we would say, let me find a better one. That's, okay, so like the letter N, I had two N's in my name. So one of them could be like, I am a new creation in Christ. Um, so then I would put the Bible verse that matched with that. And so the kids were allowed to pick their affirmations. And so seeing, um, their faces and seeing which ones they pick and that they're believing for themselves really warmed my heart and it was a success and the parents loved it. And, um, it's, it wasn't easy, like figuring out all that stuff, putting it all together. We had to cut all the letters out. We're trying to write for all of these kids or if the kids were old enough to write, allowing them to write it was just like very hectic. Um, but it was rewarding because I got to see the look on their faces as they're picking out these affirmations about themselves, what they're believing for themselves, um, seeing how the parents felt that their children were taken care of and loved on has really just anchored in my belief that willingness is a gift and it's not just a gift that some people have please don't get me wrong don't hear me and be like oh i don't have the gift of willingness and move on the beautiful thing about the gift of willingness is that everybody can have it for some people like myself it may come easier it's a lot easier for me to be willing to support somebody in their dream to willing to be support somebody in their blessing to be willing to like help um, in this area, it's a lot easier for me. Um, it may be a little bit of more of a stretch or a work, um, for another person, which is okay. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a little bit more, but it's a gift that everybody can have. And there is an 
instant blessing of seeing people's lives be changed, seeing people's perspective be changed, seeing how people believe that people view them be changed in your willingness. And sometimes it's not instant. Sometimes it may take a little while. Um, But being able to see the outcome of that has been the biggest blessing. And I love it. And I still have dreams of my own and things that I want to do and a calling that God has put on my life. But being willingness, my willingness wherever I go, my willing yes wherever I go is what makes things possible. I have done a lot of things um, that I never thought I would do before. Not because I'm talented at everything, but because I'm willing to say yes, especially when I'm called to it. Um, A Power Speaks Louder. Um, we talked about um, my creative writing and how I'm dyslexic. So writing for me can be very difficult. Um, I'm dyslexic and I love words. How these two match up, I don't know. But um, B asked me to write this thing about vision. And at first I didn't want to. And then I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And it was actually really good that we turned it into a little video of um, vision and what it means and it's a little you can find it on the power speaks louder um instagram and or if you listen to their podcast about willingness you can find it on there because it is played there as well um but it was turned into a little video and narrated and it was such a beautiful um thing for me and to be able to see like the outcomes from my willing yes Jesus, like God can do so much with your willing yes. I think that's the beautiful thing. And that's the reason why um, in the Bible, we have so many stories of people who, who weren't talented in certain areas. Let's remember a lot of the people that God used weren't necessarily gifted um, in these certain areas. He picked somebody who was old, somebody who was a stutterer, somebody you know like we go down the line and line like down the line of people that he used who weren't necessarily gifted in the ways that he used i think that that's the beautiful thing about the bible sorry it's nugget you okay nugs yeah he's okay (laughs) um i think the beautiful thing about it um is there's so many examples of this. I'm going to give you, let me check on Nugget. I'm going to give you one right now. Okay. I'm going to tell this story from a different perspective so we can understand. It's not necessarily like how everybody would normally say it, um, but we're going to look at it from a different perspective, right? Okay. Glad we all can agree. <laughs> um, let's look at David in um, the Bible. So David was the youngest and he was a shepherd homeboy was overlooked even homeboy was overlooked that when saul came to see to anoint the next king he he was overlooked like kami was left at home and and we know throughout the story that he did yada yada. But for for this aspect, like, no. He was a shepherd. Like, overlooked. Left in the back. Tended to the sheep. Now, he did, remember, 
I think people think that being a shepherd was like super easy. Some a lot of historians say that being a shepherd wasn't easy because you did have to fight off bears and like other animals that were trying to come and eat the sheep. So like homeboy's job wasn't easy. Um, but like um. <laughs> like you know what I mean like anyways sorry it wasn't easy but it was a job that was overlooked by many you seem to be low-key like the weaker ones and then homeboy Goliath rolls into town and who does God use to defeat um, Goliath not necessarily somebody who would have been per se more gifted in that area somebody who may have been a war veteran or been gifted in fighting no he used david who wasn't necessarily gifted in that to defeat goliath and david was willing to go out there use some resources that he had before probably from fighting them bears and lions or whatever trying to get his sheep were lions around them well they were around them but were they like around in the area where they would have sheep i don't know sheeps whoever whatever was trying to come get his sheep he probably used those skills to fight goliath doesn't necessarily mean that he was the most gifted fighter but when god called him to do something he was willing to do it when we look at people like moses who even said himself in exodus um exodus 4 10 that he wasn't the best speaker. The New Living Translation says, but Moses pleaded with God, oh Lord, I am not very good with words. I have, I never have been, and I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. And God still used Moses who himself said, Hami, I'm not good with my words. I, a lot of the time, also feel like Moses, like, Ayana, we're doing a podcast, and, like, I can barely get my words straight. I know all of you heard me say, struggle. The struggle and juggle to put together, struggle, in, like, one of the first podcast episodes. And um, Miss Andrea Dye loves that word, and she uses it all the time. But what I'm saying is, like, sometimes your willingness will pick up in areas that you may not feel gifted in. You're willing, yes. You're willing to say, you know what? Yes, I will help in this. Or yes, I will do this. Yes, I will follow the calling. Yes, I will, whatever it may look like. Yes, I will go stay up late and help make these bags for the homeless people tomorrow. Yes, I will, whatever that looks like. Your willing, yes, will make up for the abilities that you don't feel like you have. That's also a blessing. To see yourself be stretched and bloomed in areas you didn't think was possible is a blessing. To literally think about, that was a good, that was good, huh, Nugget? Nugget said amen to that, so y'all ain't got to agree, Nugget did. But anyways, to literally think about how there are many areas that people have asked me to help or do something. I don't know nothing, nothing about those areas but I'm willing to do it. 
I'm willing to do it. And in the midst of my willing to do it, Jesus either gives me the tools, relates it to something back that I can understand to get it done, whatever, creates this new ability that I'm able to do it because of my willing yes. There is so much power, beauty, lesson, strength, understanding, new abilities, stretching that happens when you just say yes. Yes, I'll do it. I can't begin. I can't even put into words how much my perspective changing on willingness has changed my life. I don't just help people or help people achieve their dreams because I don't think that my dream doesn't matter, but because I understand that everybody has a calling. And the beautiful thing about that is it can't be done alone. We were created as people in community, which means that like your calling can't be done without my calling can't be done without so-and-so, so-and-so, like everybody plays a step, plays a stepping piece into getting people to where they need to be. And I think that's the thing, understanding that I wasn't able to be getting my master's in social work if there weren't people before this area that were willing to say yes, willing to take a chance on me, willing to sit down and discuss things with me, willing to do X, Y, and Z. Um, Power speaks louder who knows how much longer it would it take if there weren't willing people saying, yes, I'll step in here. Yes, we want you to speak here. Yes, yada, yada. Will, the willing yes, your willingness plays a part not only in your story, but everybody else's as well. And I think that's what changes it for me is that there's nothing I can't do when God asks me to do something and I say yes willing, willingly. Like, even when I'm stubborn at first and I'm just like, mm, I don't know, homie, like, are you sure you got the right one? Let's think about it for a second. Take a minute. You know who you're talking to, Ayana, who's dyslexic, who's real awkward the first, like, five meetings we have. Like, Ayana, who laughs real loud. Like, Ayana, who be getting tongue-tied and, like, is a hot mess like Ayana who is just right all of these things are you sure and then when I'm like you know what okay I'll do it yes you got it let's do it for me I haven't been proved time and time again that there's nothing that he won't equip me to do when I'm in my willing yes so <laughs> um today's quote of the day is from Peter McWilliams and it says, the, willing, the willingness to do creates the ability to do, um, which is basically um, what I just said. Um, your willingness to do it creates, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to understand, I'm trying to figure out a way to break this down more. The willingness to do creates the ability to do it. When you say, yes, I'm able to do this. Yes, I'm willing to do this. Yes, whatever creates the ability to it to be done. Um, and everybody needs a willing yes. Don't just think you got here or you're reaching your dreams without people's willing yes. You can't do it on your own. Where we, not happening. 
So as much as you need other people's willing yes, they also need your willing yes to keep going and keep going and keep going and, and the same for you. Um, ma'am, I hope that that helps you. If you want to talk about willingness some more, come find me um, on Instagram. You can find me over there. You can find me at church if you're going to come um, to Generation Church on Sundays at 930 11 10 and 110 for espanol um, but come find me and let's talk about it let's talk about willingness and um, if you have questions dm me i love to talk about it um, let's set up a coffee date if you're out of the state let's set up a zoom um, i'm so willing to talk about this and whatever topics like let's have conversations um, bring it up with your friends see their perspective on it um, there's just so much about willingness and um, it has been my biggest le lesson in, in the sense of it wasn't necessarily the hard, well, it was the hardest to learn because I wrestled with it for a year, but it has brought the biggest blessing and the biggest change of thought about myself, about God, about just about everything when thinking about um, willingness. So I hope that that helped you. <laughs> I hope that you liked it. And if not, that's okay. You heard a little bit about my crazy story. Um, but I hope you all have a fantastic um, week, two weeks. Um, I may drop a little nugget. It's only going to be maybe 10 minutes long next Wednesday to kind of like fill in the gaps. We'll wait and see. But um, I love you guys and I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> Bye. All right, friends, what an episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, for tuning in. Um, we love to hear what you guys are thinking. So make sure to um, rate and subscribe and also comment any thoughts that you have wherever you listen to this podcast. We're so excited um, just to go on this new journey with you. We hope that you enjoy it. If you have any topic requests and or you would love to be a guest, find us on our Instagram at A's underscore thoughts. That's A-Y-S underscore T-A. H-O-U-G-H-T-S. Let us know what topics you think, what you thought about the podcast, and if you would love to be a guest, message us on there. We would love to have you. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.